1: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Again, we unfortunately have to ask the question, if Joe Biden were intentionally trying to lay out a manual, here's the instruction guide, right, to destroy the United States. I'm not being hyperbolic. If there was like a, a an instruction manual, 12 steps to eviscerate the United States and knock it off its perch as the world's leader in uh, economics, freedom, and liberty, capitalism, free market enterprise. Would you do anything different than Joe Biden's doing now? The proof is adding up every single day that you wouldn't. This, this, There's no way at this point this isn't intentional. I'll get to that. I got a loaded show. And of course, I'll always produce the evidence. Uh, get a VPN, folks. Don't leave yourself unprotected online. It's like leaving your computer at a table at a restaurant and going to the bathroom. Maybe okay. Come back. Someone fleece your computer. Don't go online without VPN protection. Get a VPN from ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've got another glorious, glorious comeback to the Elon Musk meltdown over his takeover of Twitter by the great Shamika Michelle. And a classy response by Elon yesterday. He sent something out. Actually, I think, it might, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, but very classy. I think this guy's a pretty good guy. I don't know him, but um going to. I'm going to venture a pretty good guest there. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you've got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go-bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black in two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, in the are made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. Let's go. Yeah! Showtime, Dano. Wednesday. Man, yeah, it is showtime. This week is flying by, man. It like yeah. woke up, as Monday. It's already halfway, halfway done with the week already. So, uh, again, if Biden was putting together a manual to destroy the United States, would you do anything different? The answer is clearly at this point, no. Here is another example which should have you scratching your head. Like, how is it we're allowing this to happen? Again, I'm not suggesting Republicans are the solution to all your problems. I don't do that. I'm simply telling you that the cause of all of your problems, is without a doubt the Democrats. Here is additional proof. Here's Merrick Garland, Aragino, attorney general and name only, the most disgraceful human being. I I, I mean, a guy with the backbone of a jellyfish, worse than even Eric Holder, yesterday up on Capitol Hill, admitting under questioning that the repeal of Title 42, the emergency pandemic measures at our southern border, border, that allow us to turn people around and send them back, here is Garland admitting that if Biden pulls away Title 42 like he plans on, the courts kind of threw an obstacle into it. but re- repeals, uh, not repeals, pulls back on Title 42. It's going to lead to a flood people entering the country illegally. The dude is legit. The attorney general, his job is to enforce immigration law and other federal law. That's his job. That's his one job. That's his job. He is attorney general. General of the United States. Here he admits it. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably lead to a flood of people coming into the country. Yet he does nothing about it. Step one in the manual, destroy the borders. You don't have borders, you don't have a country. You have a suggestion of a country, and that's a different thing. Check this out. I think, uh,
0: to answer the other part of your question, I think all intelligence suggests that there will be a, a large increase in the border. Okay.
1: Yes. Uh, You, <laughs> you think? So, just to be clear, Joe, in case uh, you know we all miss this, let's just pretend let's for a minute. Just pretend we're all as dumb as the left here. So, just to be crystal clear uh-huh. on this, if it's hard, I know it's tough to do that, but if we take away a mechanism at the border that allows us to turn around people at the border because of the pandemic, uh-huh. then more people who won't be turned around will enter the country. Uh-huh. Whoa. Man, wow. I, Joe's like, my gosh, what a learning experience. <laughs> wow. I mean, really? This is the Agino, the attorney general in name only, who is admitting the obvious, and yet they do nothing about it. Zippo, zero. Amazing. 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 Dude, if they were trying to destroy the country, what would they do different? You have the chief law enforcement officer, I'm a little riled I'm uh, forgive me for the, I know it's early for some of you, but yeah. it's just so frustrating that, that you continue to have people who vote for this nonsense. I'm not talking about the radical leftists 20, 25, 30% of the country, maybe 40% of the Democrat party, maybe more. They obviously want to destroy the country. That's not, we get that. I'm talking about, Union working Democrat, hardworking Americans voted Democrat their whole life. I have no ill will towards you. I disagree with the way you vote, but it's a free country I'll defend to my death. And I appreciate you have a difference of opinion. That's fine. But how is it that you keep voting for this? How is that? Again, a guy like me can be honest and, and most conservatives will be and tell you Republicans. Yes, the party. We have problems, too. No doubt. Zero doubt. Okay. We have issues, too. When are you going to admit the same? We're waiting. Now, how does this tie into where I'm going to go next with the January 6th committee? Folks, because they know they're in step 11 of their 12-step plan to destroy America intentionally. They know it. They know that. I had a caller yesterday at the end of the radio show say, Dan, it's amazing that the Democrats don't seem to know they're in trouble in the 2022 elections. And I said to him, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. But gosh, you couldn't be more wrong. Every one of our sources, every one of our sources on this show, radio, podcast, TV and elsewhere is telling us the exact opposite, that the Democrats are in behind the scenes a full blown nuclear meltdown over what they know could be the worst election for them in modern times in 2022. Believe me, they know that. I would bet you my right arm on it. They know that. They know that because of things like Garland, the border, inflation. They've done nothing right. Matter of fact, they're doing everything wrong. Apparently, at this point, on purpose, as Garland just admitted. That's why they need the January 6th committee, folks. It serves two purposes for them. To interfere in the 2022 election by holding these hearings over the summer. They want to hold January 6th hearings throughout the summer. Again, the hits is going to be the whole summer. Get ready. It's going to be the whole summer. Second, they're worried about abortion. I'll get to that. Stand, stand easy on that one. I'll, I promise I'll get to that too. But here's the problem with the Democrats. Because they're so dumb and so, I'm not kidding, so strategically and, tact, uh, and tactically dumb at this point. Right now, they don't know what else to do because they can't, I don't want to screw this up. The solutions to their 12-step program to destroy America that would change their electoral, electoral chances and make the country a better place before 2022 and lead to some wins. The solutions are all conservative, free market, freedom-based solutions. They can't do that. They can't. You get the point I'm trying to make, Joe? They can't. Yeah. They're they stuck. There's nothing you want to solve inflation? You could solve it tomorrow. Commit to a balanced budget amendment cut government spending, stop printing money you don't have, up interest rates at the Federal Reserve. You'd see the inflation, long-term inflation rates. You'd see the yield curve reflect it right away. Right away, you would see inflation start to ebb. Right away, there's zero, zero doubt in my mind. You want to control the border crisis? What do you do? You do this crazy thing, Joe, called controlling the border crisis. You build a border wall. You start kicking people out of the country who are here illegally. It's not hard. They don't want to. They will do none of this. They will do none of this. So they can't turn. So they want to make the entire summer about this January 6th hearing to go, look, we may suck really bad because we're on stage 11 of our 12-step plan to destroy the country, but we're locked in. We can't do anything conservative. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue to tell you how awful the other side is instead. Throughout the whole summer, you're going to see these January 6th, here's their action hearing, guaranteed, guaranteed. But here's the problem. As Axios pointed out this morning, Alana Treen and Axios. I have this in my newsletter. It's worth reading, even though it's a left-wing site. I love pulling what they're thinking in their head. January 6th leaks undermine the committee's plans for -for made-for-TV hearings. (laughs) So so they had a movie, right? Let's let's analogize this to a movie. They had a movie they were going to play over the summer called The Insurrection. Don't vote for the insurrectionists. Vote for us in 2022. That's what they... January 6th has nothing, the hearings and the committee have nothing to do with January 6th. It's a movie they want to play to tell a story, not the story. Get it? They have a story they need to tell. Republicans, MAGA supporters, evil insurrectionists. problem is they leaked the movie online. In their efforts in the committee to destroy the reputations of conservatives, they leaked a bunch of texts from Hannity, Don Jr., Mark Meadows, Ginny Thomas. Everybody saw them. They were huge, enormous, fat, multi layered nothing burgers like this. Nothing burgers, right? Huge nothing burgers. And now they don't know what to do. There's a real article in Axios. You got to read it. They're panicked now. They leaked a movie already online. Everybody saw it. The movie sucked. And now they're like, coming soon June, blockbuster, January 6th, and the insurrectionists. Buy tickets now, and nobody cares. They're panicked. You have to go to these left-wing sites like Axios. When you go there, I know it drives you crazy. It drives me crazy too. But it's fantastic because you get to see what's going on in the leftist minds, and it's just glorious to see the total implosion. They were counting on the January 6th movie to change the narrative before the election, and now they have nothing. They leaked the movie. The movie sucked. It's a zero 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 point one percent Rotten Tomatoes. People think the (laughs) movie—it stinks. So now they've got nothing. They're going to play this whole thing throughout the summer. This is, by the way, this is just fake. This is going to piss people off. They're going to play this ridiculous movie throughout the summer. These committee hearings, and it's going to go nowhere. Now. I said to you, these January 6th hearings are a distraction from their 12-step manual to destroy America in an effort to try to save the election, right? I told you that. But I said there's another purpose to these hearings. Folks, one of the primary purposes of these hearings, too, in addition to the influencing of the election, is to protect abortion. Abortion is a sacrament for the left, the termination of children's lives brutally in the womb of women. That uh, this national level plague, this, this, this moral stain on our society, the termination of millions of lives in the womb, young children wiped out, that is a sacrament for some on the left, abortion. Well, what does the January 6th hearing have to do about abortion? Well, I'll walk you through it. It's pretty simple, actually. Paul Bedard covers it at the Washington Examiner today. Eyes on Liz Cheney as the January 6th panel mulls Ginny Thomas subpoena. Ginny Thomas? What does Ginny Thomas have to do with this? Quote, reports have suggested that liberals want to question Ginny Thomas over texts to former chief of staff to the White House, Mark Meadows, about the 2020 election. This is this January 6th hearing, wants this committee. They're also eager to use the conservative activists to undermine the leading conservative on the court. Who's that? Well, that's her husband. One of the greatest Americans who've ever who's ever lived, Clarence Thomas. Why would they want to do that? Well, number one, because they hate conservatives and they want to influence the 2022 election. But number two, there is an extremely important decision coming up about abortion. You know about that? Here, Wall Street Journal, editorial board. Abortion and the Supreme Court. You think these stories are just randomly thrown together in a mishmash on the show because I had nothing to do? Trust me, people talk. This campaign... Against the, uh, there's an abortion case coming up in this Mississippi case, and it may overturn Roe v. Wade, which would be a blessing. They say the campaign against it by the left may be the most apocalyptic in its warning since the Obamacare case in 2012. Democrats are demanding Justice Clarence Thomas resign because because of the political activism of his wife, Ginny. The New Yorker published a long piece portraying Justice Barrett as almost a religious cultist. You get it? You are putting the pieces together here? They've got nothing in 2022. So in addition to trying to influence the election with the movie they plan on playing over the summer, the January 6th committee, they also are trying to scare Clarence Thomas into voting their way or getting Clarence Thomas to recuse himself on these cases because his wife, Ginny Thomas, is a political activist, by the way, which has nothing to do with him. Joe, you know what's funny about this story? What's that? Really, but the left, again, how fraudulent these nuts are. Now, you know, I I know Ginny. You've known that for a while. Ginny's a close personal friend, and she is a terrific conservative activist. You know the left that claims to be all in it for feminism, you know, women's rights, whatever, all that nonsense. It's kind of weird. Like, their message now is, what's their message? Clarence Thomas, get a leash on your wife? Is is that the message? I'm just, I don't, is that the, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, is that the message? Like, I thought we were about, Women's liberation. So just to, you know, just to clear this whole thing up for everyone, Ginny Thomas, who has a completely distinct and separate life from her husband. They have different jobs. My, you know, my wife was a web designer. I don't go looking over her shoulder. Hey, what are you doing with that web, you know, website? The left, the the, the feminist loving alleged left, their message to Clarence Thomas is, uh, get a leash on your wife, or we're gonna come after you too. Sounds very open minded to me. These are the lunatics you have to deal with. Unbelievable! So I'm telling you, that's the movie they want to play. All right, <sighs> story really upsets me. They've got nothing. They've got nothing but destruction to brag about in 2022. So the Elon panic continues. Joy Reid had a meltdown. I'm not going to play it. Ari Melber from MSNBC engaged in one of the greatest cell phones ever. A self owns sound like cell phone. Self owns ever in his show, acknowledging that Twitter can interfere in elections. Doesn't even mention the Hunter Biden thing. So Shamika Michelle was on the great Jason Whitlock show on the Blaze. We've had Shamika on our radio show, my Fox show, multiple times. She's terrific, and she was talking about Joy Reid claiming, you know, Elon Musk. Yeah, this is all one big thing for white, uh, you know, white power or whatever. Some nonsense. I mean, it's just an embarrassingly stupid rant. So Shamika Michelle decided it was uh, about time to unload on Joy Reid herself. This is just epic. Check this out.
2: Her sister girl act as if she is just down and so, you know, hood is an epic fail. I don't understand how they allow her to spew such racist hatred every day on M- MSNBC. I don't even understand how those words get past her neck that looks like a pack of hot dogs. Listen, if Joy Joy was so in tune to the black community. She would know even trying to push Elon Musk as a racist is not gonna go over well. You need to then talk to all the black rappers who have Tesla in their songs. That's all they ride around in town with, you know, the drug dealers and the the rappers or successful black men. Tesla is like the I have made it. So now you want us to believe that I have made it Came from a racist simply because you don't want free speech. Okie not Okay,
1: Shamika <laughs> Ch- Ch- should have a show called Unfiltered. Which Shabika, maybe <laughs> Unfiltered. I should turn that name. Or I don't know if we like trademark that thing or whatever for Fox. But maybe we should turn that over to Shabika. Joy Reed. All right, I'm going to get to a response by uh, Elon. He sent out a very nice tweet on the Twitter platform. He is sure sh- shortly going to own. A very classy response, which says to me, this is a really good, decent guy. I don't know him. I never met him, but uh, it was nice. I'll get to that in a second. And also another great self-owned by uh, liberal pseudo-economist Robert Reich, who uh, made himself look like a total tool on Twitter yesterday. Don't miss that. Regarding the Elon purchase of Twitter, which uh, hopefully will be finalized uh, shortly, he tweeted this out. This was uh, last night or this morning. He said, True Social is currently beating Twitter and TikTok on the Apple store. I thought that was a nice gesture for him to do that. It just goes to show you, I I don't think he sees free speech as a money-making enterprise. I'm not suggesting ridiculously that he doesn't want to make money off his purchase of Twitter. Let's not be, you know, let's not be liberals and childish. Okay. But I am suggesting to you that I don't think that's his primary motivation. I don't think he's celebrating true. So I think he's trying to incentivize people to go download Twitter there, but he could have made it a real pot shot, a true social. And, and so talked about how great Twitter, but he didn't is uh, a classy guy. and it, And it really kind of goes to hammer home my hypothesis on this, that he really genuinely cares about free speech. And I don't think he sees true social as a threat because me as someone intimately involved with true social, we, we're at rumble. It's a company I'm invested in heavily rumble has the cloud for true social. I don't see it that way either. I don't. There are people who just enjoy microblogging and being on platforms. I mean, there are kids who are on Instagram. They're on TikTok, They're on all kinds of what's up. They're on or WhatsApp, sorry. That shows you how non-hip I am to some of the uh some of the kids stuff out there now. WhatsApp. But folks, I don't see them as a competitor. I just don't. I see them as a, a another piece in a large free speech puzzle. We've been trailblazers at Rumble and Parlor and Truth for free speech, and now the market's responding. See, I, I'm actually principled on it. I'm not going to change my position, but the left isn't. Here is a guy who ridiculously has this huge following on social media who has been wrong about just about everything on economics, and yet people continue to take this guy seriously. His name is Robert Reich. I once did a video refuting some of his economic nonsense because it's so childish. Here he was last year. He says on his Twitter account, Trump suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google for violating his First Amendment rights by keeping him off their platforms. Someone should remind Trump that they're private companies to which the First Amendment doesn't apply. Okay, so there's Robert Reich, number one, leftist economist suggesting that this is a private company. can do what it wants. It's not a First Amendment issue. Here's Robert Reich just the other day. Musk and his apologists say if consumers don't like what he does with Twitter, they can go elsewhere. But where else would consumers go to post short messages that can reach millions of people other than Twitter? The free market increasingly reflects the demands of big money. So now, (laughs) same guy, same guy who says, hey, free market, nothing you can do, is now attacking the free market, saying it reflects the demands of big money. Folks, my principles don't change because I have them. That's the whole essence of a principle, right? That it doesn't (laughs) change. Again, if you're a leftist, right? You would think, right? If you're a leftist, of course, you have no principles because you can't have principles. My principles. Oh, we're in it for the women. Uh, Ginny Thomas. Ginny Th- How dare she go out as a woman and have her own career? Get a leash on her, Clarence. I mean, you're just sick people. You're just sick people. You really are. You're just disturbed. You know, we're all in it for minorities, take care of minorities. Alan West shows up. They give a speech at a college. Shut that black man down. You have no principles at all. None. Gosh, what it must be like to have no dignity whatsoever. All right, again, back to the theme of today's show. Are they trying to destroy the country on purpose? Now, a lot of your left-leaning friends when it comes to rocketing gas and oil prices are going to be like, Joe Biden can't do anything about it. Yeah, he can't? He can't. He's only the president of the United States, uh, the United States, which is uh, one of the largest oil gas producers and petroleum products. Remember, a lot of plastics are made from petroleum too. fertilizers. A lot of it's not just oil and gas, right? Yeah, Joe Biden is the president of the United States. I regret to inform you, lefties, but he is. Um, So if he's the president of the largest oil and gas producer, uh, and you're telling me there's nothing he can do about it, I'm going to summarily laugh at you because you're a moron. And I'm sorry you're a moron because I don't like dealing with morons. Morons are destroying the country. So are they doing this on purpose? Of course they are. Here, just the news, just this morning. As gas prices hover at record highs, federal government blocks portions of Alaska from drilling. The Bureau of Land Management closed nearly half of Alaska's Natural Petroleum Reserve, reversing a Trump administration decision. No, he has nothing to do with it, folks. Nothing. Shutting down one of the largest repositories of oil and gas while we're in an oil and gas crisis. Yes, if you're a moron on the left, you are absolutely correct. We'll have nothing to do with oil or gas prices at all. How do you wake up so stupid every single day? Does it ever bother you the level of stupid? Do your kids, like your five-year-olds, ever go, Mommy, Daddy, why are you so dumb, ever? <laughs> Again, what is it like to be this dumb every single day? To have no, I made it for the little guy. I'm a Democrat. The little guy's paying $4 a gallon of gas. But precisely because of what your dear leader, Biden's doing. How are you in it for the little guy? The answer is you're not. You just made that up. Like you made up the fact that you're a feminist and, you, and, and you're the defender of the minority community, too.
3: More like they
1: got it in for the little guy. Yeah, exactly. You're darn right they do. Yeah. You're darn right they do. They've always had it in for the little guy. Then he goes, yeah, he said, right, he blames Putin for what he did. Putin stopped drilling in Alaska? Putin did that? Where's Putin in that article? Read the article. It's in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to sign up. We appreciate it. It's free, of course. Okay, now, why is he doubling down on Biden, that is, on his 12-step plan to destroy America? He's at step 11. He's only—he's probably at step 11.6, actually, sub-steps too. Folks, he's done. He knows he's done. This is the word I'm getting. This is why that caller yesterday, who I appreciate his call, but he's dead wrong. A lot of my, my peeps my sources, and they're pretty good, are telling me Biden absolutely knows his goose is cooked. He knows even if his approval ratings were to turn around, which is at this point, I mean, I never say never, but I would be genuinely astonished if his approval rating did a U-turn upward. He knows even if it does that, that he's just lost the support of the American people, because even if they were to turn around, they see him as cognitively impaired, not being able to handle the tasks required of the president of the United States. He knows that. Now, Biden is a shallow, narcissistic, narcissistic, corrupt human being. He is not the working class guy he portrays himself to be. Folks, I know this guy. I know people around this guy. The man is a corrupt fraud. He has always been. He is as genuinely awful a human being as you've ever seen in your life. This, you know, semi polished working class Joe thing he had before is a total farce. The man is an insecure little child. He is doubling down on crazy because the only people left who see him as useful are not Democrats. They're not. His approval rating amongst Democrats isn't even that great. The only people who see him useful are the leftist socialists who realize this empty vessel of a human being that if they go in and pat him on the back, hey, Joe, you're so great. We love you, that he's so insecure that he will do whatever they want. That is from rock solid sources. He is so shallow when the lefty Green New Deal lunatics come up to, oh, Joe, great, ban oil and gas. That's just terrific. It makes him feel good because he knows he's finished. And he's got nowhere else to go. It's a shallow narcissist. He's also doubling down because he knows he's finished because he's busted, folks. This corruption, is anything going to happen to him or Hunter Biden? I don't know. Again, for the thousandth time, I have zero faith whatsoever in the Department of Justice led by Merrick Garland. But I do know this. The evidence is piling up that he's going to find himself in a significant amount of trouble and could be looking at a possible impeachment when the Republicans take over in 2022, which I highly recommend, by the way. He's doubling down. Daily Mail story yesterday. I mean, this is a genuine bombshell. Exclusive: Joe's missing millions. Financial records reveal Joe Biden had five point two million dollars in unexplained income. Really, five point two million? Joe, you ever have five point two million unexplained income? You just—I don't know how it happened. Did no. just show up in your bank account one day? No, you haven't. No. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Me either. I can. I can always explain where my money came from. Emails show, as emails show, he paid Hunter's legal bills for one megabucks Chinese deal and was tapped as the big guy to get a 10% cut in another. Folks, this guy is, again, not ankle deep, not knee deep, not waist deep, not chest deep, not even neck deep. This guy is forehead deep. Joe Biden and his son's corrupt international dealings. There is no longer any reasonable doubt that this man was a central figure in what appears to be this Biden family international corruption scheme for influence peddling. None. The man is done missing income. He couldn't explain it. Who just randomly finds $5 million here? The daily mail notes, read this piece again. It's in the newsletter today. Read it. Commit this thing to memory. They note the president's financial filings, check this out, revealed that he declared almost $7 million more income on his tax returns than he did on his government transparency reports, an analysis found. Some of that difference can be accounted for with salaries earned by First Lady Jill Biden and other sums not required in his reports. But it still leaves $5.2 million earned by Joe's company not listed on these transparency reports. The missing millions combined with emails on Hunter's abandoned laptop suggest Joe would have a 10% share in Hunter's blockbuster deal with the Chinese, raising troubling questions. Did Joe receive money from the foreign venture? Come on, folks, at this point, I think the answer to any sane human being is fairly obvious. How is it we have a president of the United States still in office right now? Who by any reasonable reasonable measure appears to have taken money from nuclear powered enemies of the United States in an influence peddling scheme. If this were Donald Trump, the man would be in prison for 25 to life right? Twenty five life. Remember that song? Uh, uh, that was that was a New York <laughs> thing, probably. It was a it was a good one, though. He would. But because it's Joe Biden, he's gonna skate. And to the Republicans in 2022, if you don't commit to uh, hearings on this, then really you're, you're useless. How this man is allowed to do what he's doing is just a disgrace. He's finished. I'm telling you, he's finished. He knows more is going to come out. Okay. Uh, you know, it's really great if you're involved in a really uh, kind of one of these Manichean fights here, which this, this is. There is one side who I told you has a manual to destroy the United States, and then there's us who want freedom and liberty and prosperity for everyone, men, women, Muslims, Jews, Christians, white, black, Hispanic, uh, native population, non-native immigrant population who came to the country legally. Like That's what we do, right? That's our thing. Our opponents don't want that, but it's really great that our opponents are so weak and pathetic, knowing, God forbid, if they dial up the temperature, which they have been, they're too weak and pathetic to ever follow through. They are weak and pathetic, Here is some leaked footage from a bunch of Amazon executives. This is just classic. They're talking about Amazon. It's an online bookstore. Yeah, they sell other things. But it was, I mean, legitimately started as an online bookstore. They sell books. So these Amazon executives are talking to each other, and they're like melting down. One of them starts crying later in this video because Matt Walsh, the Daily Wire a conservative author, wrote a children's book called Johnny the Walrus about this kid who's confused and thinks he's a walrus. <sighs> of course, because it's a children's book about how kids can be confused about a lot of things, not just identity and other stuff. They are losing their minds on this thing because the book and and by the way, ever since it leaked, I think his book is now number 1 Johnny the Walrus again. Listen to these weak pathetic human beings, so bothered by a children's book, pathetic. Check this out.
4: So Johnny the Walrus, this book takes the form of a children's book. It's like a cardboard, um, you know, like preschool style book. And you saw in the, in the customer contact how uh, she was talking about uh, Matt Walsh, the author, bragging about being the number one LGBTQ author in the nation or in the world. And that's because as you can see in the screenshot here, the book made it to number one bestseller in LGBTQ books, and actually, I think it was number four of all books for uh, a day. Um, the like it, it's it's bad faith. It's basically abuse of Amazon systems, and they're 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 intentionally like it. When I say they, I mean like Matt Walsh. And his publishing, publishing company and other people like him are taking advantage of Amazon and how the Amazon algorithms work.
1: <laughs> taking it, <laughs> Joe. They're taking advantage. He wrote a book. He wrote a book that they put up for sale in a bookstore, Amazon, and it's thank you. Thank you, God, for such weak, pathetic enemies. These people are so soft. They are so soft and pathetic. I think on our side of this political ideological debate, right, we have, you know, law enforcement, our military guys, carpenters, HVAC guys, you know, a lot of hardworking manual laborers, nurses. People who are in it every day, Joe, you know, in the suck, right? Every day dealing with sick patients, you know, busting their butts, putting their lives on the line. We have like these real group of hard rocks. And then you have these snowflake, softy, hot pocket, basement dwelling losers who've never had a serious job in their life. Oh my gosh, Matt Walsh is selling a book on a book site. They are so pathetic. It doesn't end there. Hat tip Project Veritas for this one. Project Veritas got a hold of some Twitter audio for like an all hands on deck amongst their management, I guess, call about the sale of Twitter to Elon Musk. I want you to listen to these childish amateur hour executives paid, by the way, handsome sums of money, portraying themselves as such victims. Twitter, listen to how many times you hear safe and how under attack they feel because Elon just wants people to be able to talk on Twitter without political interference. Listen to how pathetic these people are. I hope they all, all have find another job once Elon comes. Really, just leave now. Here, check this out.
0: Elon made it clear in public that a large part of the reason he bought the platform was because of our moderation policies and disagreements in how we deal with health. This puts Twitter service and trust and safety, as well as anybody who cares about health on the platform in a very difficult
1: position.
4: I believe Twitter grows as a service, allows for more people to
1: use the product and have a better experience because we're able to make the conversation on Twitter be safe, because we have built tools, processes for people to be able to feel safe and control their experiences. Oh my gosh, this safe stuff, safe spaces, feel safe. You know, I I I, I don't want to waste your time on this because you, my audience, get it. Folks, the world is not safe. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm sorry. Maybe there are some liberals listening who maybe one out of a million liberals will be convinced that they're on the wrong side of history. The world is not safe. I don't know who told you the world is safe. It is not safe. The world is a very dangerous mercenary place. It's a good place full of full of very kind and nice people. But the world is also at the same time, a very dangerous place filled by very dangerous people who can do a lot of damage. Whoever told you the world is a safe place lied to you. They lied whether it was your woke uh, teacher trying to indoctrinate you into CRT and identity politics, whether it was your college professor named Samuel smoking a bowl at the quad, I don't know who lied to you, but that's not what the world is. The world is not a safe place. It is a place full of risk. And the way you learn to mitigate those risk risks is to venturing into non-safe territory. I'm not just talking about dangerous like, oh, go walk around a high crime area and try to get mugged. That's not what I'm saying. That's a liberal dopey approach. What I'm telling you is taking chances, risking your capital on a business. These are all not safe things that made me very successful. Collect a bunch of opportunities out there. It's a book the Black Swan talks about. Collect a bunch of opportunities and take risks. Calculate them and be smart. But anyone who tells you that the life is going to be safe and you're there to be protected from people like Parag Agrawal and the other uh, Twitter C-Suite people, we're here to protect people, is setting you up to fail and to fail badly as you never, ever in your entire life learn what it's like to have taken a risk and fallen on your ass. And you're like, my ass hurts. That hurts. Joe, your ass ever hurt when you fell? Oh my gosh, my butt. That fell on my ass. Yeah, yeah, it has. Very sore ass. Yeah, very sore. Yeah, oh, yeah. You fall on the old caboose, it hurts. But you know what happens? You learn to not fall and to avoid the potholes and to not step on the little parking markers as you're getting out of your car. Those little blocks and the guy tripped on a few of those bad, but you don't do it again. The world's not safe. And our sides figured that out. That's why I say to these on the, on the left, Are you sure you're ready for the fight you're starting? The ideological one, I can't emphasize enough how important it is. Violence is not the Once you go breach that red line, there's no turning back. I want to be clear on that. I'm just talking about these fights are going to require people to be tough, both physically and mentally going forward. You really think you're ready for a fight with a bunch of people like firemen and police officers and law enforcement folks and carpenters who accidentally hit the nail gun the wrong way one time, may have nailed their finger off or something? They took risks. It's dangerous to use a nail gun, Right. What, Parag Agrawal can't make it safe? No, it's a nail gun. Talking to a bunch of carpenters on a circular saw I may have lost a finger one time, they learned not to do that again because they risk, they're used to risk. Our enemies, our political enemies are pathetic. Pathetic. They live in pillowed rooms so they can bang their heads against the wall. All right. Twitter executives, of course, are panicking because they can't control the narrative, folks. The narrative is important for them. The narrative is what? The narrative is the left's infatu- love affair, their infatuation. We're telling you a story and not the story. There are a number of different narratives throughout the left longitudinally they use in history. Socialism is great. Capitalism fails people all the time. So they have to control the narrative, not just now using censorship on Twitter, but using historical censorship too. I'm going to go through that in a second. It's going to be the focus of my Fox show, the monologue. Saturday night, nine PM. Thank you, by the way, for making us number one. I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, let me get to this. My last sponsor first, and then I want to get back to this: how the left tries to control the narrative, not just now, but in the past too. And it's the reason we keep screwing up as a country. You can't learn from mistakes if you don't know they were mistakes. Let me hit them. Welcome back, Freedom Project Academy. We love you. Parents, listen up. We've all seen the countless examples of how radical leftists have been destroying American schools are everywhere. It's not just about terrible math and reading levels. Radical leftists are uh, Some of them are now teaching people. Uh, the teachers are, are birth from liberal universities are forcing gender indoctrination in kindergarten and on teaching lessons on white guilt and pushing critical race theory in the classroom. It's, it's disgusting. Since COVID, parents have exposed dozens of violence and sexually explicit books in libraries. Countless school boards have done nothing and the DOJ tree to concern parents like terrorists. If you want a real education for your child, check out our good friends at Freedom Project Academy. Welcome back. Always good to see you back on the show. Unlike public schools, Freedom Project Academy has perfected live online learning over the course of a decade. I get a ton of great feedback about this program, a ton. Freedom Project Academy, they're built on Judeo-Christian values and a classical curriculum dedicated to providing mastery of subject matter, not propaganda. How do you save your spot? Go to freedomforschool.com. That's four spelled F-O-R. That's freedom, F-O-R school.com, freedomforschool.com. And request your information packet to, pack today. Check it out. The average high school graduate is reading at a seventh grade level. Don't let this happen to your kid, to your child. Classes fill up fast, so don't wait to the last minute. Go today, freedomforschool.com, freedomforschool.com, freedomforschool.com freedomforschool com, Check it out. Always get great feedback about them. Freedomforschool.com. Okay, here's what I mean. James Lindsay, I follow him on social media. I've had him on my Fox show. He's really terrific. Lindsay put this out on his Twitter feed yesterday. It's a, What's this guy's name, Guy? What is the Twitter thing he goes by? Yeah, he is a, he's, a, he's like a red pill guy. Red pills people. So James Lindsay put out this clip of him on his social media account and I watched it I thought it was fantastic. I've always been uh fascinated by the economic history of South America. How countries in South America, whether they're Panama or Chile, they constantly go back and forth from socialist leanings to explosive periods of growth and capitalism. And then right when it hits Joe and they get rich again, what happens? Some socialist idiot, which is happening in Colombia right now, comes in and ruins it again and you're like Reasonable people like us can say, how is it? The evidence is crystal clear, right? Like Chile, for example, which this guy's going to talk about in a minute, was really struggling under uh, Allende, right? It's socialism. And then they went back to free markets. They started to be successful again. And now they're moving back in the other direction. It's like, how does this keep happening? It happens because the leftists rewrite history. Here's a quick uh, one-minute shot here on uh, this guy's take on what happened with Chile. This is pretty good. Check this out.
3: I'm going to close my factory because I can't afford to be paying these workers because I'm losing money. Who in his right mind would continue to operate if he's losing money? Nobody, of course, right? And so what happened was that I closed my toothpaste factory, and all of a sudden, in short order, there's no more toothpaste. People just don't have toothpaste. In essence, this is what happened because of Allende's policies. Now, because of these shortages, Allende used this as the excuse to nationalize the industries. Oh, Mr. Coach Red Pill, you manufacture toothpaste, but you're not producing toothpaste. Oh, because you're losing money. Well, tough deal. We're going to take over your toothpaste manufacturing firm, nationalize it. And we, the state, we are going to start producing toothpaste for the people. That's what Allende and his goons started to do. And they started doing it across the entire economy they started nationalizing all kinds of factories you know the the biggest industries in chile and and even the lowest little piddly little factory and they started nationalizing everything and politicizing everything there would be a representative of the popular unity parties in every factory supervising the general manager of the factory or whatever that's how it went
1: so that's what happened in Chile. And he nails it. It's Coach Red Pill, by the way, we found out there. Which is pretty good stuff right there. Uh, Chile, they came in and said, hey, we're going to bump up minimum wages and do this socialist thing. We're going to make you make people pay more. So the factories are like, well, we can't create a lot of toothpaste if we pay a lot of people more money than we are because we're not making enough money to pay them that. The toothpaste factory goes out of business. So the socialists thing come come and say, you're damn well going to produce toothpaste. Barrel of the gun. We're probably going to kill you if you don't do it. Uh, This has only happened every single time. Yet it's interesting. When you go to Allende on Wikipedia, again, Wikipedia, control the narrative. It's why they deleted the Rosamond Seneca page about Hunter Biden. Not only you have to control the narrative now, you have to make sure in the future, if people read back about how awful Chile was, they don't blame it on socialist Allende, right? So you go to Wikipedia, I pulled this up this morning. Here's how they describe Allende, who destroyed Chile, destroyed it, decimated it. They say, Joe, in 1970, 3,000 scholarships were allocated to these children in an effort to integrate integrate the indigenous minority into the educational system. Oh my gosh, what a great guy. Payments of pensions and grants were resumed. An emergency plan providing for the construction of 120,000 residential buildings was launched. All part time workers were granted rights to Social Security. It goes, this man destroyed the country. It was so bad, he ushered in nearly a decade later afterwards. He ushered in a decade of prosperity as people said, wait, let's not do this dipwad uh socialism stuff again. Yet Wikipedia again has to rewrite history. Why do we keep doing dumb stuff over and over again? Because people don't know it's dumb stuff because of leftists on Twitter and Wikipedia and elsewhere. Here. Here's an actual Cato that actually did some real homework on Chile. Here's what really happened in the fall of Chile under Allende and others. Here's what happened under Allende. Chronic inflation, which had peaked at at, at over 500% in 1973. After they got rid of Allende, fell below 10% by the 1990s, under 5% in the 2000s. You can read the piece if you'd like. The whole point is they rewrite history. Why do we keep doing dumb stuff over and over again? Because people don't know it's dumb stuff because of people like Wikipedia. Okay, moving on. This is a gem, by the way. We found this yesterday. Uh, hat tip, all the Spygate researchers out there. Fool Nelson, Hans Monkey, uh, Jeff Carlson, Techno, Undercover Huber, Margo Cleveland. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. This little gem of an email came out yesterday in the, in the collusion hoax. So here's this reporter. Tom Hamburger at the Washington Post. Folks, this is a class. I'm not even going to spend a lot of time in it. It it's, it's just speaks for itself. He's emailing Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS, right, back in 2016 as the collusion thing is, is hitting. Remember, one of the key aspects of the Russian collusion hoax was that Trump's foreign policy advisor, Carter Page, had met with this really prominent Putin ally, Igor Sechin. Here's Tom Hamburger from the Washington Post. Hey, that Carter Page met with Session or Ivanov? Quote, it's BS, impossible, said one of our Moscow sources. (laughs) Ha! Tom Hamburger, National Desk, The Washington Post. So you mean they knew it was BS before they wrote a bunch of stories about how it wasn't? Yeah, 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 kind of. I'll let that one speak for itself. Keep trusting the media, Wikipedia, and Twitter, folks, before Elon took over. And you'll keep doing the same dumb things over and over again because you'll get dumb history and play dumb history, get dumb prizes like socialism again, where you'll go bankrupt and you'll starve your kids. Good luck with that. Here's a big thank you ad week Saturday, April 23rd scorecard. Dan Bongino remains number one in prime time. Thank you very, very much. Our show unfiltered Saturday night at 9 PM has now been number one for gosh, almost uh, three months now or so. All right. We deeply, deeply appreciate Yeah, thank you very much. You, you are the best audience in the business and I love you all to death. So thanks a lot. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. Uh, one last, uh, you know what? Let's do it to Layla Halpern. Let's skip ahead. We'll leave Schumer for the radio later. You know, I've been warning you. One of the... I think the best parts of this show is we try to get ahead of the news cycle. There's nothing I fear more than wasting your time. I listen to shows too. I consume content. And if I feel like a host is wasting my time, I'm out. Like that's it. And I'm not coming back. I will never waste your time. I've been warning you about digital currencies forever. When the federal government controls the money and it's a digital money on your phone and cash is banned, we are screwed, screwed. I've warned you about this forever. They control everything. Oh, digital money. Tell you what, we're going to deactivate that money at gun stores. You are. You don't have to ban the Second Amendment. You just say, well, we're just not going to let digital money be spent. Yeah. How are you going to get a gun? What are you going to do? Go trade chickens for a firearm? You're going to barter? I have never seen a better explanation in a minute or less than this. Layla Halpern. I've had her on my Fox show. She's wonderful. I'm going to try to get her on Unfiltered this weekend. Here in a minute, she nails it. Nails it. The real dangers, some additional things you have to worry about if the federal government takes over money and makes it all digital. Check this out.
0: I'm going to tell you why a digital currency issued by your government is going to be very dangerous. Number one, it's programmable, which means it can be programmed to only be spent on specific items. For example, you go to fill up your car, but your money is declined because you've reached your pollution allowance by buying too much meat this week. Number two, it can expire, which forces you to spend, diminishing your ability to build long-lasting wealth and save. Essentially, becoming a slave to the system because you're going to have to work until the day you die. Number three, it's centralized, which means it's entirely in the control of your government. So the same rubbish monetary policy, which is causing astronomical inflation, will continue to occur. We saw what happened in Canada when people had a different opinion about forced injections to that of the government, and they had their bank accounts frozen. So with CBDCs, if you hold the wrong opinion, this freezing of your assets will be much more efficient. Ultimately, the level of control that will come from a central bank Digital currency will be nothing like we've ever seen before. Protect yourself, say no, and choose something which is far more decentralized like Bitcoin.
1: Awesome. Now, one thing I haven't addressed about the dangers of digital currency that she did that is super important. They could put an expiration date on it. Why would they want to do that? Let's say you get some awful Democrat or even a swampy Republican who says, hey, we need economic stimulus. Well, the best economic stimulus would be free markets and a job, but of course, you know, if you re- read Wikipedia, you think the government saved us from the New Deal and that Allende saved Chile. You're like, no, the government's the source of prosperity. So what we're going to do is the government's just going to create a trillion in digital currency. You can create it just like that. A couple keystrokes. Everyone's going to get it. But to stimulate the economy, you got to spend it. You got to spend it in three months and it's going to expire. And they say, well, what's the problem with that, Dan? Uh, gee, I don't know. Inflation, like kind of what we're having now. You think that'd be a little bit of a problem, flooding the economy with a three-month burst of spending created out of nowhere? More money chasing less and fewer goods? Nah, it's never happened before, except it's happening right now. Great explanation. I'm going to try to get her on my Fox show this weekend. I just saw that this morning. Really terrific. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to my podcast. It helps us move up the charts for some dopey reason. Again, as I explained yesterday it's subscriptions, not listens. So it helps people find us wherever you get your podcasts on any of those platforms, please subscribe. And specifically on rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. We would really appreciate it. Trying to get the 3 million subs on rumble. Thanks for tuning in. See you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.